Cage the Ghost, Chapter 7, The Ghost I wonder, laying in my bed I'm still too young, I'm still too young And I hold back, thoughts running through my head Did I fuck it up? Your name is Reaper, the voice says. It speaks with deliberate slowness, enunciating each word. You have a body you must make and memories we require. A body. Reaper feels like shifting sand, devouring, chaotic. There is only darkness in his reality. A body. The voice speaks again. The nanites have the memories of their last solid form. You will Control them. Control. Yes, Reaper could control. He feels them, finds them, learns them, discovers the pain of their hunger and desire. Reaper feels it all. He takes it and he uses it, molds it into something solid. Reaper directs the nanites to their place as if he is conducting a broken choir. He blinks his unseeing eyes until his vision begins to mist into focus. Jagged bones grind together and his insides shift and flow in a poor mimicry of life as the nanites pulse with a wild energy that strains against his control. Then his nerve endings form for the first time. It sparks something that travels through the entirety of this new body and he feels what it means to be broken. Reaper screams, stumbles backwards, naked feet against the cold floor of the Talon cell. Reaper remembers this. He remembers this moment he has fallen into because he lived it. He doesn't want it. The body, the pain, the not life. He doesn't want what he knows is coming. So he backs away, gives it up, no control. He runs from it all. The ghost fills the void he has vacated. At least, he tries to. Gabriel shouts a name. Reaper hears a name, but he doesn't listen, doesn't want to know, doesn't want to be. The nanites rip themselves apart into a thunderous storm. And time drags them forward once again. Gabriel falls beside him, reaches towards him in that voidless white space. Reaper looks for the bars, the cage, gone. The light of the full moon barely manages to break through the canopy of the massive pine trees towering above him as he walks through the garden. His footsteps are dulled by the fallen pine needles, and a chill wind follows him through the night air. 
making the pines whisper a soft song. The assassin leans against one of the trees, so still that he almost misses her. What are you doing here? The softly spoken words have an edge to them, at odds with the smooth French accent. Reaper eyes her warily. He knows that she is Talon's most successful field agent, captured from Overwatch and brainwashed into doing their bidding. He also knows that the man this body used to belong to knew her from back then. He wonders if she remembers this, and that is why she is here. It's a pity he doesn't have time to find out. Taking a walk, he manages to grunt. His nanites are buzzing with restless hunger, and he had not wanted to stay in the Talon base tonight, lest he lose control and have them consume whatever energy is most easily found. In this case, it would be his fellow agents. Talon had not been pleased the first time that had happened. Why are you taking a walk? She lifts her head up so that a single strip of moonlight glints in her eye. Reaper is tiring of this. The effort it takes to stay in control makes him start to shake, his shoulders hunch, tensing with strain. Couldn't sleep. Silence reigns. Reaper is about to leave her behind. It gets easier, you know. He almost misses her words as they are snatched into the night by the quiet breeze. Let the pain in, become numb to it, and you will be free. She pushes off from the tree and walks off into the night, keeping to the shadows between the trees. Reaper stares after her retreating form before sinking to his knees feeling the nanites readying themselves to fight against control. his... Reaper has no control. Has never had control. Has never been able to give it up and become truly free. He retreats from himself, from the pain of this body. Feels Gabriel blink his eyes, widens them as he holds his hand in the silver moonlight, the metal claws glinting bright. Gabriel screams as he falls to ash. Reaper holds a bone-white mask in his silver-tipped hands. He traces the form of it. This. This was who he is. He brings it up to his eyes and covers a dead man's face. Falls into himself and immediately back out again. He leaves the body behind. Yet he feels the pain regardless of whether he wants it or not, even as the ghost that has haunted him all this time tries to fill what he has left behind. But he can't. Reaper curls in on himself as Gabriel falls apart and the nanites abandon their form. Reaper! Gabriel yells as they fall into the white space once again. Gabriel tries to grasp his hand, fingers clawing for reapers as they both tear through time, anguish written in the broken flesh he wears. But Reaper doesn't want this. He throws himself away from the ghosts as they hurtle towards an inevitable end. Reaper looks down at the body lying in the dark hallway. The left side has been obliterated by his devastating shotgun blast. The nanites feast upon it. 
Reaper tilts his head to the side and considers the body. Wonders who they had been, whether they had memories, a life, had people cared for them? Reaper wonders if he should even care. The bitterness of failure is like bile in his mouth, and he feels nauseous as the deep fire of hungry nanites fades to a dull ache. And he still doesn't want it. Reaper runs from this moment, runs from the memory of it, runs from the reality of it. Even sated, Gabriel cannot hold his body together, and the nanites burst into a furious storm. Hey, Gabe. Sombra drags out the A as she taps a finger to the beak of his mask. Reaper thinks she means to intimidate him by knowing whose face he wears under the mask, but he honestly couldn't care less about a dead man. I am not Gabriel Reyes, Reaper replies anyway, pushing her away from him. The agents, Talon recruits these days, are ridiculous. Oh, lo siento, my mistake, she says as she rocks back on her heels. She taps a finger on her chin. Who are you, then? Reaper flinches away from the question, from the body, from time. Gabriel looks out of his eyes for just a moment. It's all he has time for as he whispers, Socorro. Umbra frowns, but Gabriel sees nothing more as he fragments into smoke. Anna Amari looks into Reaper's face, and horror widens her eye. She flails backwards from his monstrous form. A soldier groans as he bleeds from a wound in his back. Gabriel fights the nanites, and he becomes undone. Talon Intel had said the old warehouse was one of Overwatch's. Abandoned after the fall and full of broken and obsolete equipment— Talon wasn't interested in the failed science experiments. They were, however, interested in the old soldier who had been seen staking out the place. Reaper has been sent to discover what he is up to and put an end to him if he gets the chance. He has encountered the soldier, Jack Morrison, more than a couple of times now. He hoped this would be the last. Reaper takes a step towards the warehouse and thrashes back from the inevitability they hurtle towards, collapses into a billion screaming nanites that feed him nothing but their own pain. Reaper becomes smoke and ash as he stalks the soldier. Pulse bullets try to shred his ghostly form, but they do nothing but bruise a couple of nanites on their way through. Reaper laughs as he rushes at the soldier, shoots a massive shotgun as soon as it has formed out of his smoke, a dismembered hand that catches the soldier off guard. He grunts as he stumbles back, turns around, and runs as the rest of Reaper steps out of the storm to follow. And falls to join the dust on the floor as Gabriel tries to fill the hollow body Reaper has left behind. Wait. The word is ragged spat out of a ruptured lung. Reaper's finger twitches on the trigger. Please, Gabe, come back. I know you're in there. The soldier chokes out. He finally raises his head so that the red of his visor is looking up straight at Reaper. Reaper shakes his head, amused. Poor little soldier. Your lost love is never coming back. 
He died with the rest of Overwatch. He smiles beneath the mask as his finger tightens on the trigger. Just as the shotgun clicks, the soldier uncurls his arm and something rolls out of his hand and onto the floor. Something ground. Something blue. Something clicks. Reaper stumbles backwards as a gun falls from his grasp, bursting into a cloud of black smoke and screaming nanites that quickly devour themselves into nothing. His body is fire. It is ice. It burns and it consumes and he can't. Reaper looks out of the mask. Pale white bone sees the soldier lying in a puddle of black ink. The fading blue light of the device that had fallen from his hand reflects on the red visor as the soldier raises his head to look at Reaper. The back of the shelf beside him has been blown to pieces. He feels the nanite's tense itch crawl, feels his grip slipping as the void opens beneath him. What have I done? The wave of guilt and shame rears its head, ready to crash over him. He takes a step backwards and falls apart. Smoke and ash swirl and swirl, drifting slowly up and around them both as they stand in the dark. Dimly, he realizes that this is his mind, or Gabriel's mind. He doesn't know anymore. It doesn't stop Reaper from looking around for the bars, the cage, anything to hold back the ghost who stares at him with uncompromising eyes. Reaper doesn't want to face him, doesn't want to face this. He doesn't want this life because everything hurts. He feels it all, the deep itching of his bones and the pull of the void, and he knows that it was never his to feel. Reaper steps back from his ghost. Coward. Gabriel steps towards him, but Reaper shakes his head, backing up faster and faster, running. You can't run from me, Reaper. You can't run from yourself. Reaper shakes his head, but no. It is Gabriel's head. Gabriel's body he wears even in this dark and barren place. He feels himself begin to crumble. That is not your face, Gabriel says quietly as he keeps coming. Reaper wears Gabriel's face. He wears a ghost's face, and he was wrong. Give it back. Reaper does. He becomes his image, the only one that people saw, a mask, a hollow being hidden in the shadows of a hood, because he was not Gabriel Reyes. Gabriel is alive. I'm sorry. The words are whispered, choked upon and dragged from his strangled neck out into that space. They echo around and around. I'm sorry. Leading into one another until it's just a hurricane of screaming, and Reaper is the one screaming because it hurts. It hurts so much. 
and Gabriel is there, above him. He tilts his head like an owl and studies Reaper as he lies shivering and curled in a heap, arms around himself, trying to hide from it all. Gabriel nods at the cowering form beneath him, and Reaper hates himself in that moment. Hates that he knows Gabriel has accepted an apology that would never be enough. He tries to crawl away from the man, his cowardice getting the better of him again, unwilling to face his shame any longer than he has to. Yet Gabriel still walks towards Reaper, hasn't given up on the pitiful creature he has become. Why? Why? Why won't you hate me? Reaper desperately thinks. Everything I've done, Reaper brandishes the words like a weapon, as if they can stop the ghost from coming for him. The people I've killed for them. Gabriel doesn't stop. He shuts his eyes briefly, as if remembering who they were, the nameless faces Reaper has been sent to kill while wearing his body. You had a chance to destroy me, to change what happened. Why didn't you? Reaper asks desperately, why didn't you stop me? Gabriel looks away from him. He feels it then, guilt, and it isn't his own. Because that was not my choice to make. What? I could have changed things. Maybe I could have stopped your existence. Perhaps it would have worked out. Gabriel shakes his head and continues his walk forward. But I don't think that's my choice to make. If I got the nanites removed, I wouldn't have survived the blast. If I changed something in the past, I wouldn't know when I died. If I changed something, no matter how big or small, someone else could have died. This was the only course of action I knew to be certain. Gabriel's nostrils flare. And perhaps that makes me selfish, for knowing that I could have stopped countless deaths, but who knows how many more I could have caused. He looks sorry. He looks angry, furious at himself. Slowly, Gabriel leans forward and holds out his hand. Back during the war. You asked me what I wanted from you. I didn't have a good answer then. I do now. He takes a deep breath. What I want from you, Reaper, is for you to make a choice. Because I need you so that I can live. Reaper recoils from the hand. A choice. What choice? Gabriel wants to live, but so does, so does Reaper. Was it wrong for him to want to live? No. Gabriel's hand doesn't waver. I need you to help me, he says quietly. I need you to trust me when I say I promise I will help you live. How could I possibly help you? Reaper doesn't take the hand, doesn't understand the offer Gabriel is making. Why would... 
a choice. Gabriel is silent. Then he says, slowly and deliberately, I need you to control the nanites. Ah, the nanites. So Gabriel really was a ghost. The only piece of himself that remained after the tiny robots killed him from the inside out. It is ironic, really. The same way Reaper was now in a position of control. He holds Gabriel's life in his hands. Literally. Because he is the only one who can make the hands. Reaper laughs. He laughs and laughs, and it gets more hysterical as the offer in front of him doesn't go away. And Reaper knows he's going to take it, knows the responsibility of the power he has. He could simply wipe Gabriel's existence away, take control and never give it back. But he won't. How could he live with himself? How would he be able to look the soldier in the eye? Reaper reaches towards the hand, about to take it when he hesitates. If I do this, he whispers, wondering if he should even ask. He shakes his head and pushes on. It is okay for him to want something in return. If I do this, will you sing to me? Gabriel's eyes widen, but he smiles, eyes crinkling at the edges and softening the scarred remains of his cheeks and mouth. Reaper still finds it strange being smiled at. Yeah, yeah, of course I'll sing to you, Gabriel says. Reaper finally closes the distance, wraps his hand around the ghost, and lets Gabriel pull him up. He's a swarm of nanites, swirling like a twisting river, a raging current with no control, and it hurts. He feels them, millions of billions of screams as the nanites hunger for energy, try to consume and rage and eat and die and live. So he lets them. He feels everything all at once. He realizes that this moment, this fragile moment, before he uses the pain to wrangle them together, is when he gives in. He's never really been in control. There's an irony in that, too. He hears it, then. That song. The one Gabriel's abuelito sang to him when he was young the one that Gabriel sang to Jack on that balcony all those years ago, the one he had sung to Reaper over the last five years. He finally hears it, and he listens. He pulls the singing nanites together, tugging the pieces of Gabriel back into himself, eyes first. He looks out into the dim warehouse, then ears, and the sound pops in, ragged breathing and buzzing and a screaming. Whose scream? His? Reaper concentrates on the song instead, uses its rhythm to spin himself out of the smoky nanites. 
hands solidify on the cold concrete floor, withered and scarred. They curl into claws and scrape furrows on the concrete as he covers them with silver-tipped gloves. The rest comes more easily. His back arched over like a stretching cat as he kneels on the warehouse floor. Coat over the top, metal supports holding a broken spine in place. Reaper takes a single breath and looks up at the ghost of Gabriel Reyes. He reaches out a hand, holds out the clawed and broken thing he had taken, and offers it back. Thank you, says Gabriel, and he takes Reaper's hand. Reaper holds onto the body, the nanites. He holds them tightly, but he doesn't control them. He watches Gabriel stare at his hands, encased as they were in the black leather gloves. Gabriel flexes them slowly, and Reaper feels his marvel, delight. Tentatively, Gabriel reaches up to his face and pulls off the mask pulls off Reaper's mockery of it, his shame. Reaper uses his ghostly form to kneel beside Gabriel and look at his ruined face. He's missing half a cheek and most of his nose, a good number of the teeth showing through half of his flayed mouth have been shattered into points and embedded into the gums. Deep gashes run up his face and into his hairline, now a salt and pepper gray. Gabriel reaches up and twirls a claw around one of the locks. I had been meaning to cut it. The voice is deep and grating, pulled up through broken vocal cords and a shredded throat. Reaper shrugs. He'd never really noticed it. Looks fine to me. Gabriel cracks a smile that stretches his scars and exposes more of his shattered teeth. Did you ever look into a mirror? Yes. Reaper just hadn't looked for very long. Besides, other people's faces had been more than enough of a reflection for him. That was before he created the mask. His face. You look better when you're not dead. Gabriel snorts, and his breathing catches as the nanites shift and threaten to struggle for a moment, the aching pain in his lungs jolting both of them. Ah, Gabriel says through gritted teeth. He slowly sits up, moving the body that Reaper held together, neither in control, but both working in harmony. You know, you're kind of funny when you're not such an asshole. Reaper shrugs and looks down at the mask Gabriel holds in his hands. Never really had a chance not to be an asshole. He supposes he could start now. He wonders at that. How does one just not be an asshole? Is it a conscious thing? Well, I think you're doing a great job. Keep at it. The words come out slightly strangled as Gabriel dissolves into a coughing fit, damaged lungs struggling to get enough air. 
The coughs are wet, and Gabriel spits a glob of black bile from his mouth. It dissolves slowly into wisps on the floor, nanites reaching up and trying to rejoin their brethren. Reaper rides out the pain, using it to hold them more firmly together. Don't talk so much. I'm a man of many words, so forgive me if I don't take your advice. I also haven't spoken in five years. Got a lot to say to this dumbass. Gabriel points to the bleeding soldier. Reaper feels his heart still. Or is it Gabriel's heart? It hadn't exactly beat properly in the time Reaper had been its keeper. It's not like he had much use for it. So why are the nanites reacting this way now? That's all you, buddy, mutters Gabriel. He rubs a hand over the left side of his chest, and Reaper feels an aching, a hurting. Gabriel sucks in a breath. And that's me. This is very confusing, thinks Reaper. He turns his attention to the source of their shared heart problems. Problem is a good way to put it. Like a bad case of heartburn I can't get rid of. Gabriel stands up, swaying for a moment. Reaper puts out his ghostly arms, ready to catch him, before realizing that he's a ghost. Gabriel has himself under control, though, and he slowly walks forward, step by heavy step. Each time a boot hits the ground, it reminds Reaper of the tolling of a bell, of an ending getting inevitably closer. They stop in front of the fallen soldier. He lies slumped against the shells. Shallow breaths hiss out from between his teeth. The puddle of blood surrounding him is only slightly larger than before they had been rudely thrown backwards in time. It feels like decades ago now. It was technically decades ago. Relatively. Gabriel kneels beside the unconscious soldier. His hands flutter over the soldier's body, an inch away from touching before he stops. Gabriel looks at the clawed gloves and then up at Reaper. Do you mind? They're not exactly appropriate for a medical emergency. Reaper concentrates for a second, and the gloves dissolve. Are you really going to help him? Jack hadn't exactly been... good at the end. Gabriel's hands pause as he's searching through the soldier's jacket. He looks up at Reaper, and Reaper feels the force of his eye roll. Are you really asking me that question? Reaper folds his arms and looks away in embarrassment. If he had a face, he would be blushing. Yeah, okay, that was a stupid question. No such thing as stupid qu- Ah, found it. Gabriel is holding up a small device he had pulled from one of the soldier's numerous pockets. Reaper recognizes it as a biotic emitter, 
good field healing equipment, not that it worked on damaged nanites. Gabriel sets to work, peeling off the layers of the soldier's jacket and undershirt, muttering darkly about how much of an idiot Jack was for not wearing bulletproof flex armor, almost as though he wanted to die. The thought flits between the two of them, and Reaper feels Gabriel's eyes on him. He takes the time to examine the soldier instead. Reaper had never really looked before. Hadn't seen anything other than the idea of Strike Commander Morrison, a man Talon had assured him he should hate. Jack's receding hairline is completely white now, no trace of blonde left. A deep scar, faded pink, peeks out of the dark red visor that covers most of his face. Reaper wonders if the eyes beneath it are just as blue as he remembers. All right, Jackie, I'm going to lay you down now. Make it easier on the emitter to do its job. Gabriel gently puts his hands under the soldier's arms and carefully moves him to lay on the floor. The soldier doesn't wake up, but the breathing gets a little more ragged. Gabriel cracks the biotic emitter, and suddenly their corner of the warehouse is flooded with golden light. Reaper can feel its warmth radiating outwards, caressing the nanites like a soft embrace. Gabriel moves to take off the soldier's visor and sighs when he finally sees Jack's face. Honestly, Jack, he mutters, how did you manage to still be this beautiful? There's a little bitterness there, too. Gabriel moves past it and sits down on the cold concrete floor, pillowing Jack's head on his lap. Then he waits. Jack's breathing gets less strained as the minutes drag by. His biotic technology must be state-of-the-art. Gabriel and Reaper both watch the skin closing over the shotgun wound as the golden light works on it. What are you going to say to him? Reaper asks. Gabriel shrugs. Depends on what he says to me. Reaper nods and settles in on the other side of Jack to wait. Absently, he taps Gabriel's rhythm on his knee. Gabriel fiddles with his hands, tapping his fingers together, flexing them as he attempts to feel again. He notices a lump under Jack's shirt, traces its outline back up to Jack's neck, and pulls out a set of ID tags. Gabriel snorts and shakes his head. Honestly, Jack, and you called me the sentimental one. He holds the tags out for Reaper to see. One tag has Jack's details on it, the other Gabriel's, and resting beside the two of them, were two tarnished rings. Gabriel tucks the old tags back under Jack's shirt just before his breathing hitches. The soldier's eyelids flutter as he drags himself back into the waking world. Well, good evening, sunshine. So nice of you to rejoin the world of the living. Gabriel gives the soldier his biggest, most horrific smile. It drops a touch, 
lips pulling down when the soldier flinches in his lap, eyes going wide as he stares up at the ghost above him. Gabriel? The one and only. You're dead. The broken whisper is barely audible. Well, yes. Gabriel leans over Jack, hood casting his ruined face in shadow as he fixes Jack with a piercing glare. And whose fault is that? Oh my god. Jack's gravelly voice breaks and he tries to move out of Gabriel's laugh. You're alive. And then, as he realizes, Jack chokes out. Oh god. You're alive. Reaper hears the utter anguish in his voice. Hears the pain. That hurt. Loss. He hears the guilt. The shame. Gabe. Jack sits up, grunting at the pain in his side. He looks down at the barely healed wound, doesn't seem to care about the pain as he stretches it, so he can turn and face Gabriel. Jack reaches a hand up to Gabriel's ruined face, but he stops, barely an inch away. Is it you? Really? You? What are you doing here? The disbelief covers something else in Jack's voice. Reaper almost doesn't catch it. Saving you, asshole. Gabriel says it like it's the most obvious thing in the world. Jack's eyebrows pull down as the realization and suspicion hit him. He drops his hand and leans back from Gabriel. Why? he asks. Reaper contemplates the soldier. Ah, so Jack thought it might be some kind of ploy. Reaper pretending Gabriel is back from the dead. He almost laughs at that. Jack hadn't even considered the idea that Gabriel might actually want to save him. Might want him to live. Gabriel narrows his eyes. Chases Jack forward until their foreheads are almost touching. Look into my eyes and tell me that I don't have a very good reason, Jack. I fucking dare you. Jack looks. Really looks. Reaper can feel Gabriel's heart beat faster and faster. He breathes hard, like he's just run a marathon. Like he faces his greatest enemy, or his best friend, and awaits his judgment. Jack swallows visibly and closes the distance between them, leans his head against Gabriel's. He shuts his eyes for a moment, and when he opens them again, the blue glistens in the golden light of the emitter. Why didn't you let me die? Jack whispers. He searches Gabriel's face for an answer that will make sense. Because I don't want you to die, Jackie. I just lived through most of my life for a second time, so I could see your stupid face again. But why? 
Reaper realizes then that Jack doesn't understand, refuses to understand. He feels Gabriel tremble as he recognizes the same thing, feels the hurt underneath the pain of the nanites. Gabriel sighs. I don't know, Jack. He sounds tired, like a weary traveler just trying to come home. Why do you think? Jack just shakes his head. Reaper understands this feeling. Denial. Jack has forgotten what Reaper told him all those years ago. Why don't you hate me? Jack chokes out. He grasps the folds of Gabriel's leather coat in his fists, knuckles turning white. After everything I've done, after I left you behind to die. The last part Jack whispers, voice strangled, before he hangs his head and leans forward, buries his face into the hard armor of Gabriel's chest. Why does everyone want me to hate them this evening? Gabriel flicks his eyes up to Reaper briefly, and they share a knowing look. That makes it too easy for you, doesn't it? He shakes his head at Jack's trembling form. I don't hate you. I will never hate you. I think you're an idiot and a fool and a fucking failure all at once, but I don't hate you. Why? Why not? Even to Reaper, Jack sounds like he's clutching at something, as if he was a delicate vase slowly falling to the floor, waiting for that moment where he would shatter into a million pieces as he faces the consequences of his actions, as he faces himself and hates what he finds. Gabriel sucks in a breath, holds it, then huffs it out all at once. <sighs> Don't get me wrong. It's not like I didn't consider hating you during the five years I spent as a disembodied ghost, taking up a marginal amount of space in the back of an AI's mind while he controlled my body and went around shooting people for a terrorist organization. No, I thought about hating you a lot. Like, a lot. Nearly every waking moment. Which was every goddamn moment because this body doesn't sleep. Jack cuts in. It's all I deserve. Please, Gabe, shut the fuck up, Morrison, and let me speak. Gabriel doesn't raise his voice, just moves on as if Jack hadn't interrupted. Jack shuts his mouth, looks quietly terrified as he awaits his judgment. But Gabriel hurdles on. I said, I considered it. I thought, you know, this motherfucker broke up with me, was too stupid to listen to me, the only person you should have had any reason to trust at the end, who didn't even look at me anymore. But then, even after all of that, tried to fucking save me. Gabriel grinds his teeth together. So I considered hating you. But then I realized that would have been far too easy. Far too easy to give you a reason to hate yourself if there was nobody left to love you. 
if Jack was slowly hurtling towards that inevitable impact before. It hits the man all at once now. Reaper watches Jack fragment, anguish written in his features as he realizes that the man with every single reason to hate him never stopped loving him. It wouldn't have been honest to hate you either, Gabriel says quietly. So I thought, what if I actually want to see this asshole again? Obviously, I couldn't, but with Reaper being such a control freak. Sorry, Reaper mutters. Gabriel waves it away and continues on. You wanted to die, Jack. Why did you throw us back in time? You could never give up so easily. And in a way, I'm glad. Because that was, somehow, the only way I could conceivably get my body back. Reaper, Jack says slowly. The AI? Then he blinks. Wait, you went back in time? What did you think the tiny blue grenade did? Gabriel asks, exasperated. I... Jack begins. Then he curls in on himself puts his head in his hands. I don't know. I just couldn't bear that it was over, that it would end by the hands of that thing controlling you. Reaper swallows and looks away. Gabriel's voice is cold. That thing is the only reason I'm here right now. Is the only reason you're alive. Gabriel pauses to let that sink in, and then his lips curl up into a smile. You're unbelievable. You know that? Pretty sure I counted on that while I was falling through time. Reaper feels like he should be suspicious at that comment, but he mostly just feels numb, looking at the harm he has wrought. He's sorry for shooting you, by the way. Gabriel pokes Jack's shoulder. Sorry for shooting me. He's still here? Jack looks around wildly, searching for someone who only exists as a ghost. Someone who stares right at him. Reaper feels a tiny pang in his chest. A strange emotion he's not really sure he understands. I never said I was sorry. Reaper says indignantly to Gabriel, trying to distract himself from whatever was making his chest burn with phantom pain. Would you like to? Gabriel fixes him with his stare, uncompromising. Reaper is caught. Jack squints at him, unseeing. He feels that pang again, stronger now. It coalesces like smoke around his not heart unbeating but still utterly filled with this emotion. Longing. Reaper swallows as Gabriel finally looks away from him, a satisfied smile dancing on ruined lips. Because Reaper would very much like to say some things to Jack Morrison. He would very much like a Jack to see him again. 
Who are you talking to? Jack asks quietly. He's still trying to squint into the darkness, still trying to see Reaper. Who's there? Reaper finds himself longing for Jack to see him again. Gabriel holds out a hand to Reaper. An offering. A choice. Reaper tentatively reaches out and looks right into Jack's ice-blue eyes. Fuck you, Jack Morrison, Reaper says. He taps the rhythm onto Jack's chest as he watches those eyes widen and the chiseled jaw drop. He hears Gabriel's ghost snort from behind him. Fuck you. For everything. For throwing us back in time. For making me live through a life that wasn't mine. For making me eat your stupid bacon. Reaper's tapping grows faster as the words tumble from Gabriel's ruined mouth, his voice deep and grating and full of a feeling he can't name. Fuck you for being so kind, and fuck you for being such an asshole. Fuck you for saving the world, fuck you for leaving him, and fuck you for not listening when you should have and letting Overwatch fall. Fuck you for doing this to him, for leaving him behind, and fuck you for making me exist, for making me think I have some kind of choice in the matter. Reaper curls his hand into the thin fabric of Jack's shirt and pulls the man so close the only thing Reaper can see is those endless blue eyes. Fuck you for making me... for making... I can't. Reaper feels that moment again, that hand on his shoulder. He can't. Refuses. I'm done now, he mutters for the ghost's benefit as he leans away from Jack. You forgot the last thing, Gabriel looks surprised as he appraises Reaper. A tiny smile tugs up the corner of his mouth. Jack swallows as he looks at Reaper, really looks, and in a way, he finally sees him. Reaper lets go. Sorry, he grates out, before vacating the borrowed body so fast Gabriel blinks in surprise when he returns. Reaper turns his back on the both of them as they begin to talk quietly. He doesn't particularly feel like he should be privy to any of this, while at the same time he recognizes that he got dragged through nearly all of it. In the end, he decides not to listen. He taps his rhythm and waits for them to work out what they were going to do with each other now that they didn't have to deal with him. He concentrates on Gabriel's body instead. The nanites still screamed with pain, still hurt, as they tried to break free of his grip. But now Reaper also feels them sing. They ebb and flow when Gabriel speaks. It makes Reaper wonder at just how much emotion he's been missing out on, at how much had felt good in the past, and whether there would be a possibility of it being better in the future. He clings to Gabriel's promise like a lifeline through the pain. There's a moment in the conversation behind him where he feels Gabriel sigh, 
feels the tension drain from his shoulders, as though he has finally reached a moment where he can let go. Reaper turns and watches as Gabriel folds over Jack, leaning his forehead on the old soldiers as Jack closes his weary eyes and lies against Gabriel's chest. You're unbelievable, Gabriel mumbles into Jack's hair. And you're an impossibility, Jack whispers back. Then his breaths even out, and he sighs into sleep. Gabriel scrubs a hand across his eyes. He dabs at the corner of one eye, studies his finger, mouth twisting down. No tears, huh? No. Do they help? Reaper asks. Gabriel gives him a tired little smile. Not really, but also sort of. Like a release that you don't ever ask for. Kind of hate during it, but still feel much better afterwards. Ah, like that time in the car. Yeah, kind of like that, except it's more the opposite now. Gabriel sighs. It's complicated. It sounds very complicated, and not at all like something he wants to experience again. I wouldn't be so fast to discount it, Gabriel says. It sounds and feels like more trouble than it's worth. Perhaps, but then again, perhaps it's all worth the trouble simply to have someone who inspires those feelings within you. Gabriel looks back down at Jack. What's the fucking point otherwise? The point? The point of living, of fighting, of existing. I fight for the ones I love, no matter how much pain and hurt they cause me. What do you fight for? What do you live for? The unspoken question hangs between them for a long, long time. Reaper doesn't have an answer to it. At least not yet. A promise is a promise, Gabriel says softly. Reaper would hold him to it. Gabriel traces the lines of Jack's sleeping face. From the angle Reaper is sitting, the golden light of the biotic emitter shines up onto the good half of Gabriel's face. It softens him in a way Reaper hasn't seen before. Most makes him look like a young man again. I am a young man, Gabriel says reproachfully. He ruins the stern tone with a grin. Jack's older than me now, and he looks it. One of his fingers curls around Jack's ghostly white hair, dragging it upwards and letting the light of the emitter almost give it a blonde hue again. Reaper didn't think Jack looked that bad, but then he'd lived half of Gabriel's life up until now and still didn't exactly have a standard from which to judge. Gabriel looks up at Reaper, chews on the unruined cheek, while he appraises the ghost. 
Reaper folds his arms and stares right back. You know, Gabriel starts. I never did get to ask the truth from you back during our little slumber party. Reaper blinks, or would if he had eyes. This was not the direction he wanted the conversation going. No, he's faced way too many truths in the past half an hour, an entire lifetime, to want to face any more. But you haven't even considered the most important one of all, declares Gabriel. He has a shit-eating grin on his face. Mischievous. Reminds Reaper of the kid who gave death two middle fingers and jumped off a building, laughing all the way down. Plus, it'll be fun. And you promised. Reaper huffs out a breath, mentally prepares himself for whatever Gabriel is about to say. Fine. Ask your question. Now there's the slumber party spirit, Gabriel says. He pauses for a moment, looking down at the sleeping soldier, gathering his thoughts. Reaper is hit by a sudden wave of uneasiness, thinks that perhaps this was a bad idea. Too late. Gabriel looks back up at him, biotic light reflecting a galaxy in his deep brown eyes. So, Reaper, when did you realize you were in love with Jack? The End Thank you for listening. I love this AU. I love this OT3. Oh, I love Gabriel and Reaper in this and how such they're such distinct characters. And Jack through it all. Ah, oh, lovely story. And it was a pleasure to work on. I'm... Um, Thank you so much for listening, and have a good day, evening, night. It's night here, but, like, morning, whatever. Like, your time zone, you do you. Um, <laughs> thanks so much for listening. Bye!